Hello, I'm Rabbi Mark Gelman, and welcome to The God Squad, a podcast you can believe in. Hey, it's our second season, so hoorah, hoorah, mazel tov. It's going to be an interesting season because we've made some technological advances here, which was pretty easy since we were fairly austere at the very beginning of this. But the podcast now has a website. It's uh, godsquadpodcast.com. And if you go there, there's an opportunity for you to leave your questions. And if you leave your questions, the podcast will become a series of answers to your questions about the things we all share and questions about the big issues of life. We don't do politics here. Our job is to bring people together. And politics hasn't been doing a very good job of that lately. So this season, season two, it's the God Squad podcast, me and you. So to begin our podcast of my reaction to other people's questions and words, we begin with something that's very personal and intimate and deep for me, and that is last December 29th, a few weeks ago, actually, Betty and I celebrated our uh, 54th wedding anniversary. I love Betty, my wife, madly, and I wrote an anniversary card for her in my weekly column that you can get at Tribune. And you can Google it at God Squad Articles by Mark Gelman. But uh, the wedding anniversary now sort of has another connection, and that's uh, I'm recording this before Valentine's Day. So it sort of could be used as your own Valentine's Day gift to somebody you love. The point about love is that. It's one of those things we all share when we're flourishing. And that's what the God Squad podcast, that's what everything I did with Father Tom was about. It was really about love. We loved each other. And we loved the best parts of our own traditions. And that's what we did. We shared with the world a simple message that we know enough about how we're different and not enough yet about how we're all the same. And one of the ways we definitely are all the same is uh, we fall in love. God said in Genesis that uh, it's not good for people to be alone. And I think that's the fundamental point of love as we all encounter it. It's selfless. It's something that brings you out of your aloneness, out of yourself and into the life of another person. It could be an animal, too. I love pets and the dogs that we raised for the Guide Dog Foundation. I love them all. But my love for Betty, of course, and my children, and it's, it's just different, I think. Better, but I'm not really into ranking love. As long as it's consensual, I'm, I'm an affirmer of love. And so I've gathered together for you on the podcast as our 
inaugural second season show, some of my favorite quotes about love. And you can go on the podcast um, website at godsquad.com and leave your own questions, observations, quotes, and I'll respond to them in future episodes. That's our idea. So some of the things that I love about love, people who have had wisdom about love. Uh, Antoine de Saint-Esprit wrote, Love does not consist of gazing at each other, but in looking outward, together, in the same direction. There seem to be two kinds of understandings of love, and that's one of them, the kind of people who are together but aren't annihilated by their love. They still retain their own individuality. That's a beautiful understanding of love. The other way, where you lose yourself, is also beautiful, but it's a a different understanding. Another way to say the same thing that St. Esprit said is um, D.H. Lawrence, in uh, an unpublished edition of Lady Chatterley's Lover, he wrote, So it must be a voyage apart in the same direction. Grapple the two vessels together, lash them side by side, and the first storm will smash them to pieces. This is marriage in the bad weather of modern civilization. But leave the two vessels apart a bit to make their voyage to the same port each according to its own skill and power. And then an unseen life connects them, a magnetism which cannot be forced. And that is marriage as it will be when all this is broken down. There you kind of have it. That's the D.H. Lawrence view of marriage. It's two separate ships, but traveling in the same direction. Then you have the other side, Emily Bronte in Wuthering Heights, wrote, Whatever our souls are made of, his and mine are the same. That's where we get this idea of the soulmate. You really are the same person with the same soul in two different bodies. I love that understanding of love as well, kind of. It's sort of a self-annihilation in love, but in, a, in the most tender way. Then there's an element of love that F. Scott Fitzgerald captured when he wrote, You are the finest, loveliest, tenderest, and most beautiful person I have ever known. And even that is an understatement. There's an element of love that he captured, which is this, this ability to praise another person after you see their beauty, not just physical beauty. In fact, sometimes it really isn't physical beauty at all. When I talk to brides and grooms before they get married, ask them just a simple question, what do you love about each other? I listen carefully, and quite often the ones I think who are most in love, most productively in in love, most madly in love, are the ones who tell me what they love about the other person 
in a list that doesn't include their physical beauty. I, I love the fact that he loves children, he loves my family, he, lo- he cares for others more than himself or herself. I asked a bride-to-be once what you, she loved about her husband-to-be. And she said, well, we were driving in New York. This was before there were these automatic lane scanners when you had to throw coins into a basket. And there was always lines waiting at the, like the Triborough Bridge. They were waiting there on a very, very hot summer day. And in those days, when there were lines at the bridges, there were uh, newspaper sellers who would go up and down and, and you know, sell the papers to the cars that were waiting to throw their coins. Guy comes by the car, and David, the fellow that she was going to marry, looked at him and said, you know, it's really hot out here. Could I buy all your papers? And he said, what? Yeah, I want to buy all your papers, but I want you to get out of the heat. Go home and get into someplace cool. And she said, at that moment, I knew I would marry him. Walt Whitman wrote, we were together. I forget the rest. (laughs) That overwhelming sense of being together. Sometimes at the exclusion of others, but sometimes in a way that includes others in new ways. Pablo Neruda wrote, I love you without knowing how, or when, or from where. I love you simply, without problems or pride. I love you in this way because I do not know any other way of loving but this in which there is no I or you, so intimate that your hand upon my chest is my hand, so intimate that when I fall asleep, your eyes close. Neruda's passage there, so eloquently, simply beautiful, is really the best statement I've ever read of the self annihilation in love the love melts the two people into one person as opposed to the dh lawrence a voyage apart in the same direction and then there's just this joyousness of being together in love that also has sometimes a tinge of sadness in it because you know that it can't go forever. A. A. Milne, in one of my favorite quotes about love, wrote, If you live to be a hundred, I want to live to be a hundred minus one day, so I never have to live without you. So beautiful. Edith Wharton wrote, Each time you happen to me, all over again. Another spokesperson for the love melts you together was Emily Bronte. Whatever our souls are made of, his and mine are the same. 
What greater thing is there for two human souls than to feel that they are joined for life, to strengthen each other in all labor, to rest on each other in all sorrow, to minister to each other in all pain, to be one with each other in silent, unspeakable memories at the moment of the last parting. That was George Eliot. And the famous poem by Robert Browning, Grow old along with me, the best is yet to be. That's beautiful, but I don't think that's exactly true. (laughs) Sometimes growing old introduces us to not quite the best, but the most challenging parts of our life. Nicole Krauss wrote, Once upon a time there was a boy who loved a girl, and her laughter was a question he wanted to spend his whole life answering. Brian Andreas, one of my favorite uh, painters, writers, poets, wrote, I carry you with me into the world into the smell of rain and the words that dance between people. And for me, it will always be this way. Walking in the light, remembering being alive together. Being alive together. Oscar Wilde's wit was the greatest. (laughs) He was speaking once in some woman rose to tell him that she disagreed with everything he said and he and she just proceeded then to just bash him around and when she was done with her verbal assault wilde said madam you haven't had the pleasure of understanding me <laughs> and he wrote about love if you are not long i will wait for you all my life Rainer Maria Rilke, one of my favorite poets, wrote, For one human being to love another, that is perhaps the most difficult of our tasks, the ultimate, the last test, and proof, the work for which all other work is but preparation. There's great wisdom in that, that love is the test, the proof, the ultimate task of our life. Lawrence also wrote, May you have the courage of your tenderness. Just that simple juxtaposition of courage and tenderness. You don't think of them together, but as soon as he said it, you know it's true. The founder of Hasidism in Judaism, the Baal Shem Tov, wrote, From every human being there rises a light that reaches straight to heaven. And when two souls that are destined to be together find each other, their streams of light flow together, and a single brighter light goes forth from their united being. 
That's what I wish for all of you and for all of us. Single, united lights of love that reach straight to hell. I'm Rabbi Mark Gellman, and thanks for listening to The God Squad. The God Squad podcast is a production of the Mark Gellman Institute, and this episode was produced by Steve Lubutkin. Until next time, you can find us on Google, Apple, Spotify, and, let me mention it again, our new website, godsquadpodcast.com. Leave us a comment or a question, and we'll try to get to all of them. God bless us, one and all.